Roses are red and violets are blue. Pull up a chair because I have a true crime story for you. Tuesdays with Trisha, episode 42, the case of Amy Lynn Bradley. So welcome to International Waters for this week's episode. And of course, to my U.S. folks, everybody that celebrates it, happy Thanksgiving. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the coolest place on earth. And if you are a repeat offender, my heart is with you and welcome back. So this week we're going to cover a missing persons case that has not only perplexed investigators, but I've gone down a rabbit reddit hole, reddit hole, yes, and I've also enjoyed Crime Junkies episode on this, but this one always seems to come back Um, circling back because it's a missing persons case and it um, almost on the same realm of Bryce Lesepi's if I if you go back into my thing I think I cover him Um, but that was just a case that always sticks with me but this one in particular I'm gonna tis the little holiday season with this because I know I have a lot of friends out there that like to go on cruises You know, you enjoy that big old nice cruise, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. But this story in particular takes place on the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, and today it's now now known as Royal Caribbean International. So naturally, I have to do my research on cruise lines because I've never been on one, but these ships are like literally massive and they have a bunch of different sizes, but this cruise line in particular is known to be the largest cruise line by revenue and it's also the second largest by passenger counts. So it's a fucking big ship. Uh, It looks like the Royal Caribbean Cruise International was founded in 1968 by three Norwegian shipping companies. And since then, it's gone on to be one of the biggest international cruise lines. So, um, again, upon my research, there's a bunch of different ships that and they all kind of have like different sizes and different names in this whole thing. But this one in this episode in particular, we're going to focus on the ship that is called Rhapsody of the Seas. And I will post this on Instagram for you guys to see a picture of it. This particular cruise ship was built in 1997 and it was last renovated in 2012. So it is a current cruise ship that's being used today. Um, And like I said, I've never been on a big cruise, but I've had friends that have gone and I don't know, I guess you guys can get like alcohol packages, non-alcohol packages. There's shit for the kids to do. Um, it's a big giant thing. I think you guys have like community dinner. I don't know. It's probably like all different types of things. I think I want to, (laughs) I think I want to endure a cruise ship once in my lifetime. I think once, I don't know. I mean, I guess. We did, we actually sent my grandparents for their 50th wedding anniversary 
on my dad's side of the family. We sent that we sent my grandparents on an Alaskan cruise and they said it was one of the best things they've ever done. So anyways, on this night in particular that we're going to talk about, um, so I said the ship was built in 1997 and our story takes place in 1998. So this is a fair, fairly new cruise ship, obviously for the company. And this doesn't leave out of, um, American waters. Well, I guess it embarks out of Puerto Rico, Rico, Puerto Rico, I tried to say <laughs> Puerto Rico. And then it's on its route. So it's stop was going to be Curacao. <clears throat> so Amy Lynn Bradley was born on May 12th, 1974 in Petersburg, Virginia. She was a resident of Chesterfield County, Virginia. And at the time she lived in Chesterfield. It said that she attended a local university called Longwood University and she graduated with a degree in physical education. She also had a basketball scholarship and was known for her strong swimming abilities. <clears throat> she actually previously worked as a lifeguard, so she could swim. It looks like Amy, at this time, before she went on this trip, she had just landed a new job at a computer consulting firm. So this was said to be kind of like her last hurrah before she started her new job. So she decided to do this with her mother, her father, and her brother. So before Amy left on her trip, she actually even sent out postcards. I found this very interesting that she sent out postcards to her friends, like basically saying that, hey, I'll be back. See you after my trip. So clearly had intentions of coming back after this trip. So on March 21st, 1998, Amy and her family boarded the cruise ship, the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, Rhapsody of the Seas, and this ship headed towards Curacao. It looks like Amy and her family were seen enjoying the trip, um, and Amy had made friends with a lot of people, and so obviously they did their whole thing while they were on the ship. Now come uh, to March 23rd, 1998. And the next day was when the ship was scheduled to dock into Curacao. So that night, the family all went to dinner. Uh, they had a great time. They then end up going to this dance party. There's actually footage on youtube and all of that that you can see of amy dancing and enjoying the night so that was left for the older guest um so it was also said that that night in particular amy was hanging out with some crew members from the ship they were actually part of a band called blue orchid and they, and the guy in particular, I believe his name is Alistair, AKA Yellow, Alistair Douglas. And, but he, I guess people called him Yellow. So anyways, he is seen in videos dancing with Amy that night. So you can see that she obviously made friends. She can be seen dancing um, in numerous different places during that night. 
After that, her brother um, wanted to actually go back to the room and he decided to go back to his room. Now, cool feature about cruise ships that I discovered. I didn't know this. So when you actually check into your cabin, you have um, you have like a room key and the room key actually determines that um, like it, it can it keeps track of when you like check into the room and check out of the room. So it noted that Brad checked into the room around like 3.30. And then shortly after that, Amy checked into the room. Um, And then Brad remembers saying, hey, I, you know, ended up going and having a cigarette on the balcony with Amy. We ended up talking for a little bit. And then eventually Brad goes in to go to bed. And Amy is left out on the balcony area sitting there smoking a cigarette. Now, Amy's dad recalls that like somewhere between like 5, 5.30 in the morning, he ends up um, waking up out of nowhere. And as he wakes up, he kind of like opens up his balcony and he looks out to actually see Amy lying on the, the bed um, or the layout chairs that they have. And she was laying out there and she was smoking a cigarette. So he did witness his daughter out there. The father says he then goes back to sleep and the brother goes back to sleep. The mom's already asleep. And then at 6.30 in the morning, or maybe a little bit earlier, or I think it's like 6 a.m., the father says that he woke up because he heard like a loud, like boom, like a loud noise. And then he got up and he didn't see Amy out on the balcony anymore. And so then he goes to check in the room. He notices Amy's not there. And then so he starts to kind of like look around. He can't find Amy. He runs back in, tells his wife to wake up because he can't find their daughter. So they obviously start panicking, looking for her. From what I gather on all of this, The family, obviously, the mother and the father and the brother, go to the ship's captain, obviously. They report Amy missing. And they are, at this point, it's 6.30 in the morning, and the ship is starting to dock into Curacao. So they're planning on letting all the passengers off because this is what's supposed to happen. So the family does request that the... uh, cruise line stop everybody from leaving because obviously they didn't want anyone to get off the ship until they located their daughter they um the cruise line at the time i did think didn't want to cause panic into any of the passengers so no passengers were notified at the time that anybody was missing they did obviously launch out the coast guard right away to check for amy just in case that she did fall overboard um but a lot of there's a lot of argument that Amy obviously was a good swimmer we talked about this earlier and that and they were so close to docking at the time that if she would have fell over because you guys think about it, if she would have fell over it would have been like around like probably like six o'clock is when dad said or you know or 5 30 is when dad said they heard the stuff and then I think they shortly docked after that so she would have been within swimming distance if she survived the fall uh let alone survived like the undercurrent or whatever you call it when ships sweep you sweep you under like if you were to jump or jump or accidentally fall 
Um, but there was no traces there. They did a full conducting search of the Coast Guard and everything. There was no traces of her. But again, if you hit something on impact and you somehow pass out, you're just going to sink to the bottom of the ocean anyways. So there's no really determining factor about that. So anyways, the family asks the ship to do this. The ship declines and tells the family, no, we can't do this. We can't stop the passengers. So they do let all the passengers off the boat at the time. The Bradley family was obviously in distraught. They were freaking out trying to find where their daughter went. Um, there was, there's not surveillance footage, but there was footage of, you know, the night before. So you could clearly see Amy and the Bradleys did step off and report to, you know, the Curacao police as well. But ultimately they did not find Amy right away in any sort of situation. So Here's where we're going to talk about the different theories of what can happen to somebody when you go fucking missing on a cruise ship. Because, come on, people. How the fuck do you go missing on a cruise ship? You know, like, what the what the fuck happened? All right? The most logical, sensical thing that you can, you can think of right away that I would think is that she fell. You know, she, she fell overboard. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody pushed her. I, I don't know. We don't know. There's no surveillance footage to be able to tell. There's no body to be able to let us know. But the most sensi- sensible thing would be like, shit, dude, she fell overboard. She was drinking that night. She was up really late. You know, maybe it was by accident. There's also a lot of reports that people have been on this boat and the railing is low. So if you're like a taller person, i.e. just a regular adult, you know, I think even being five foot, you're still going to tower over the railing is from what I gather. And I don't, I don't know because I've never physically been on there. So I don't know. So that's the most logical thing to me. And maybe they just didn't find her body. People can hit things on if it's, if it's the big ass boat, like it was, you know, like that's a, that's a, a long fall, you know, and if she was drunk or something and went head first, like, I don't know, wouldn't that knock you out or, you know, and then maybe she drowned and then you never find her body. I, there's quite a few explanations that you can think of when somebody possibly were to jump off the boat. But then as I go down my Reddit rabbit hole, people are like, no, she's a strong swimmer. People would have, you know, they would, the Coast Guard would have seen it. They would, or they would have somehow seen a trace or I, I don't know, you know, and I guess it's true too, because if you don't puncture the lungs, the body is technically going to float to the surface. So technically wouldn't she end up rising eventually? I don't know. So that one's uh, the first theory. The second theory that people have is that she got off the boat and just disappeared herself. That just she just wanted to just start a new life, wanted your own thing. She took off. Nobody even noticed. The scariest thing that I think is the scariest about this whole case and which is why people I think have blown up this case even bigger is that people think that she might have been human trafficked. So like I said, like I mentioned before, she was hanging out with one of the band members, um, yellow from, from the cruise ship. You know, he obviously lived in Curacao or Puerto Rico or wherever he was from 
so he could have had something to do with it they could have somehow drugged her or smuggled her or threatened her and then somehow got her off the boat and the reason why i say this too is because there have been reports of sightings of her now i know people get all hyped up and you know think that they see everything but there's actually credible sightings of people actually seeing her the first one would be the cab driver so there's a cab driver the day that 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 the ship actually docked and there's a cab driver that said that a woman that resembled looked like amy lynn bradley came up to came up to him and like kind of like in a panic and at, and said that she needed help and then he kind of like it was like a quick interaction type thing and then she kind of like ran off uh so that was the first that was the first like right away sighting that you see so the other one comes i believe in i know i did more research on this i think in um uh, okay Hang on, I gotta go look at my script again. Okay, now that I have my life together again. Um, okay, so in August of 1998, a Canadian computer engineer claimed to have seen Amy walking down the street with two men on the beach of Curacao. Okay, so not on the street, on the beach of Curacao. So this would have been actually five months after her disappearance. Um, and it was made public to get attention and everything on in the press when this did happen. So he did come forward and say something, um, but not until a little bit later. Um, he said that he did notice that the woman at the time was trying to get attention around her and they were in like a cafe area, but nobody was really paying attention to her, but he could tell that she kind of like was like looking around, like, is anyone going to notice? Um, he did describe the men as big burly tattooed men. Um, and it, the woman that they were with did match the description of Amy at the time. Now, another sighting actually that's credible comes across in January of 1999, and this is a U.S. Navy petty officer. He claimed to have seen a woman that looked like Amy in a brothel in Curacao, Um, and he actually said that at the time when he was in the brothel that a woman approached him and said that her name was Amy Bradley and she begged for help um, and that she said that she was being held against her will and not allowed to leave but unfortunately the officer at the time obviously did not report what was going on because he was an officer of the Navy and he's not supposed to be in a fucking brothel so he saved his own ass if this is true and yeah so there's that and that actually didn't come out till later because he obviously didn't report it for a while so there's also said another sighting was in march of 2005 when a witness named judy claimed to have seen amy in a department store and she was in the restroom in barbados Um, she said she claimed that the woman entered the restroom actually, but she had like three men with her at the time. And the lady obviously thought that it seemed very off, but she didn't say anything. 
And she said the woman did look distraught and she did match the description of Amy Lynn Bradley. So it's just kind of crazy because, you know, like, obviously, I think Amy's parents came out and, you know, worst case scenario, when somebody goes missing, you know, you're gonna, I mean, one of the things is, is possibly a saving grace would be like a ransom. Um, just because there's a possibility that the person that is missing is still alive, you know, or some sort of miracle. Um, but in this sense, they, you know, the parents didn't hear anything for a while. And then in the fall of 1999, it looks like Amy's parents did receive an email from some self-proclaimed ransom person and obviously just got their hopes up when it turned out to just be some bunk ass bullshit. So it's really sad that people will exploit other people's tragedies and take advantage of that. But we obviously see that happen a lot in crime. So, you know, yeah, sucks. So yes, there, those are like the three credible sightings basically that people have seen over time. Um, FBI has also put out pictures of Amy Lynn Bradley. There's some pictures that were found that they thought they found on a website that they thought looked like her. FBI has also done progression photos of Amy Lynn Bradley. So you can go on to, you know, Crime Junkies website. You can go on to FBI. I will try and put up also, you know, stuff for you to be able to reference. So that way, if you do know anything or have heard anything or, you know, just recognize this case or this woman or anything, you obviously want to bring some attention because like I said this seems fucking weird and how the fuck do you go missing on a fucking cruise ship I mean it's just it's just fucking mind-blowing and honestly after all this time I would hope that maybe she just did fall overboard you know obviously a huge tragedy to the family and to her you know but you know nobody would want to be human trafficked and if she is I hope one day that she's saved and re coverable because this is awful if it did happen to her. So regardless though, the FBI is still currently offering up to a $25,000 reward for anybody who has seen or can lead any evidence to the recovery of Amy Lynn Bradley or the convictions of anything that could bring it up. So just like the whole Natalie Holloway case, which is a crazy if you don't know if you don't know that case, you should <coughs> find it out. Maybe I'll cover it. But it is a huge case of a missing girl that went missing in Aruba. And there's also an update on that case as well of just the guy, Jordan Vandersloot, that has been arrested. So it's crazy. We'll talk about that. We should talk about it now because I am talking about a missing persons case. But it's one of the biggest cases that ever came out. It got huge coverage. So, but the crazy thing about it now is the guy that was accused of being with her the night that she went missing is now the guy that is in jail and is now confess can finally confessing after all these years to the crime and going to lead police to the, I guess, remains or like where he ended up burying her. But he did actually admit to the crime. So it's just taken a while now. 
So if you do have any information regarding the disappearance of Amy Lynn Bradley, we do encourage you to call the Federal Bureau of Investigation, otherwise known as the FBI, at 202-324-3000. There's also Puerto Rican office, um, which you can reach at 787-722-3045. So until next time, see you next week on Tuesdays with Trisha. Hey guys, make sure to check me out on Facebook at Tuesdays with Trisha, on Instagram at Tuesdays with Trisha, and my backup Instagram at Tuesdays with Trish. See you next week. Oh, thank you.